right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees beat the Tigers 4-2 to on Tuesday night in Detroit. Uh, a, a weird game. It was easily one of the worst games I've ever watched. A four-hour game with a 4-2 to score. Uh, a game in which there was 200-and-something pitches thrown by the second inning. I think it was like 215 pitches or something crazy like that. Um, just a painful, really, game to watch. And certainly the result was good for the, for the Yankees and Yankees fans as they win, and they're now one game above five hundred again. Had they lost, holy shit, I, I think I'd have to take a break from the Yankees and baseball for a while, knowing that I wasted four hours of my life watching yet another dismal performance, and it was pretty much an all-around bad performance. The offense was horrible. Bases loaded in the first inning, Josh Donaldson... Hits an infield pop-up with two outs. Uh, you think the Tigers are getting out of it. You think the Yankees are leaving the bases loaded yet again. Um, and the Tigers just convene right below the mound and, and don't make the play and two runs score on it. And the Yankees were gifted two runs. Just an absolute gift from the Tigers. And had they not dropped that pop-up and had the Tigers pitcher later in the game not spiked a ball into the mound that forced him out of the game due to what I believe is injury that led to another Yankees run. The Yankees produced one run in the game. That was the DJ LeMahieu RBI single in the ninth to give them in some insurance. Aside from that, their other three runs were just a product of the Tigers' poor defensive play and the, the oddity on the mound of the spiked pitch. Another complete game against a mediocre team in which the Yankees can't fucking score. So now they played 11 innings in Baltimore, scored a run, scored five, got shut out, scored four in Detroit. So they've scored 10 runs in their last four games against the Orioles and the Tigers. The Orioles probably going to end up as the worst team in the American League this year. The Tigers, sure, they're up and coming. They're better than they have been in recent seasons, but they're a team the Yankees should beat. They should score against. Um, you know, They shouldn't have an issue plating runs against Tyler Alexander in the Tigers' bullpen. And they did. They did. So just another embarrassing performance, and uh, it was sort of an overall embarrassing performance. You've got Aaron Hicks, who's who's been better of late. I'll give him credit because I crush Hicks all the time. I've crushed him since he became a Yankee. He's been him – him and DJ LeMahieu have been the Yankees' two best hitters. Aaron Judge has been awful, horrible. One for five on Tuesday night – Struck out three times, left four on. He's got a solo home run on the season. That's his production. A solo home run and an RBI. Uh, Rizzo was 0 for 2, but he walked three times, so decent night for him. Stanton, 1 for 5, two strikeouts. LeMahieu had the big RBI single later in the game, also had a walk. Donaldson, 0 for 4 with a walk and two strikeouts. And Donaldson has been a real problem. He's been a real problem. He was the leadoff hitter on opening day. Now he's batting sixth. He's just been terrible. Terrible. A guy I feared for years when the Yankees would play against him. Just looks completely lost. He's behind in every count, taking called third strikes down the middle, swinging through fucking changeups in the dirt, grounding out to short in the third, popping up on the infield with the base loaded. Just a fucking awful beginning to his Yankees tenure. <laughs> you better figure it out because if Josh Donaldson is washed and he's done here and they own $48 million over this year and next year, going to be a big problem. Not that they can't afford it, but, you know, it'll prevent them from doing other things to stay under their the fake 
salary cap that they've created for themselves. Then you've got Joey Gallo, who he's been just the worst. He's been the worst. Josh Donaldson looks like an MVP candidate compared to how bad Joey Gallo's been. And Gallo was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts in the game. He is not driven in a run this season. And it's not like you could say, oh, well, it's a team sport. RBIs are a product of guys getting on base. The Yankees get guys on base. They just don't score them. I mean, in this game, they had six hits. They had eight walks. They had 14 base runners. They scored four runs. The other night, uh, you know, last week, again, Sunday Night Baseball against the Red Sox, they left 13 on. In Baltimore, they left everyone on. So it's not like they don't have chances. It's not like Joey Gallo's coming up with the bases empty every at-bat. He's got plenty of chances. He had he had four guys on for himself last night in four plate appearances. Struck out all four times. <laughs> he better figure it the fuck out. Isaiah kind of left had two hits, so good night for him. And there's Kyle Gashioka, who just continues to just be a painful watch. 0 for 4, another strikeout for him. He left 3 on. And I don't know how you can continue to play Kyle Gashioka. I, I really don't. And I, Jose Trevino is not exactly, you know, JT Real Muto over here, but... He's fucking better than Kyle Agashioka. This guy is just an absolute joke. And the best thing that the Yankees did was finally realize, hey, Kiner Falefa, you get on base, you got to fucking run. Because the guy behind you is probably going to hit into a double play if you're on first and there's an out or less. And if not, maybe he'll bloop one in or something and you could score. Otherwise, it's just a lost inning whenever the bottom of the order comes up. And Kiner Falefa did do that. He stole two bases and the Yankees ran a lot in the game. I mean... Kiner Falefa had two, Rizzo even had one, sort of the, the delayed steal surprise tactic for a guy who's uh, embarrassingly slow. And then Aaron Hicks finally got his first in his second attempt of the season. Aaron Hicks talked on the CC Sabathia podcast prior to the season about how he wants to be a 30-30 guy. Well, okay, he's got a home run, he's got a stolen base, 11 games in. He's he's closer than he was, so he's 29 to go in each. But yes, he's never stolen, I think, more than 13 bases in his career. He's never hit 30 home runs. So a far-fetched goal, but hey, at least he has goals. And the the entire story of the game would be the offense. And it, it should be a big story because it sucked again. But it would be the only story if not for Garrett Cole, who is completely lost. Completely lost. He just has been atrocious. On opening day, he had the Yankees in a 3 nothing hole before he even recorded an out. Certainly, he settled down in that game and was better as the game progressed. Uh, but it wasn't a good performance. And it's, this is the ace of the Yankees giving you, uh, you know, spotting the other team a three-run lead before making an out. I don't think anybody called it a good performance. Yeah, sure, if you take away the first inning and you just go based on what happened after that, yeah. But the first inning fucking happened and it counts. Then you have what went on against the, the Blue Jays last week where Vlad Guerrero just destroyed him. And he literally tipped his cap in the middle of the game when Vlad Guerrero doubled down the right field line, which was, uh, you know, I, I know he sort of did it as a respectful move, maybe somewhat in jest, maybe in frustration. But Yankees fans don't want to see you tipping your fucking cap to Vlad Guerrero, who's just crushed the Yankees early in his career. He's probably going to do it for the next 15 years. No one wants to see that. And then there was Tuesday night in Detroit, where coming off two poor starts, the Yankees just played terribly in Baltimore. They're 500 team. They're looking to not get below 500. Should be a goal to not be below 500 for the entire season. They've got their ace on the mound. Favorable matchup. I expected him to go out there and pitch well. I did. And instead, he lasted an inning and two-thirds. He needed 68 pitches to record five outs. Only gave up one hit, but did allow two earned runs. Five walks. Career-high five walks and did have three strikeouts. And the first inning, 
he was fine. He struck out Robbie Grossman. He struck out Austin Meadows. Walked Jonathan Scope, which was a little odd because it's really a fucking hard to walk Jonathan Scope. And then he struck out uh, Candelario as well. So struck out the side around a walk, and you're thinking, okay, this is Garrett Cole. This is what he should do against an average to below average offense. This isn't the Red Sox. It's not the Blue Jays. This is what he should do against this Tigers team. Looking good. Yankees give him that 2 nothing lead. He holds it there. Shut down inning. Yankees extend the lead to 3 nothing on the, the spike pitch from Roni Garcia in the second. And then in the bottom of the second, it just got out of control. So Miguel Cabrera singled, which, okay, tip your cap to first ballot Hall of Famer, best hitter, one of the best hitters at worst of his generation. Spencer Tolkelson lines out. Then, <laughs> then things got really fucking crazy. So Badu comes up as the seven hitter and he walks. Then Tucker Barnhart comes up as the eighth hitter and he walks. So bases are loaded. There's one out in the inning, but he's still a pitch away from getting out of it. He's still got the nine hitter up. He gets the nine hitter up. Out he can get Robbie Grossman out when the lineup turns over, and, and he can get through that leadoff spot and, and go to the third without having to face Robbie Grossman. That's what you're thinking. But then Willie Castro walks, the nine hitter. So he just walked the seven, eight, nine hitters in succession to walk in a run. Garrett Cole, of all guys, the guy who set the record for most strikeouts between walks, the control command master. In the major leagues, walks in a run to the Tigers' number nine hitter after walking the seven and eight hitters. Then he allows the sack fly to Robbie Grossman. So now you've got first and second. Then he walks Austin Meadows. Another walk. His fifth walk of the game. And then finally Aaron Boone takes him out after that walk because it's his fourth of the inning. It's fourth in his last five batters. His fifth of the game. A career-high five walks, and it came in just an inning and two-thirds. Just completely lost. And I crushed Garrett Cole during the game. Crushed him on Twitter. He deserved to be crushed. I think he would tell you that. And he kind of did tell you that in his post-game press conference, where for as bad and down as I was on him last night, to, to come back and watch him speak to the media, you feel much better. Because certainly this is a guy who genuinely cares. Certainly he does not want to go out there and be pulled in the second inning. He does not want to get off to the kind of start he's gotten off to in his first three here. He wants to be the best pitcher in baseball. He wants to be. He hasn't been. Not even fucking close, but he wants to be. And the dejection and what he told the media, I mean, he said everything right. He said everything right. And you have to feel better about it because at least he didn't shrug it off. He didn't go out there and make excuses. He didn't blame the weather. He didn't blame the long layoff uh, in the first inning because of the Yankees' offense. He didn't blame the injury in the second inning to Rony Garcia, which created another lengthy delay. He didn't. He took the blame. He talked about how he just didn't make the pitch when he needed to, how he wasn't good enough. And he said he's disappointed. I'm pretty disappointed right now, so that's kind of what I got. And he should be. Yankees fans are disappointed. Everyone should be disappointed in how Garrett Cole's pitched through three games. Because he's it was supposed to be Garrett Cole and then kind of Jordan Montgomery and then a bunch of question marks in the rotation. And so far, it's been Luis Severino's been great. Nestor Cortez has been outstanding. Jamison Tyon and Jordan Montgomery have been okay. And Garrett Cole's been awful. It's been the complete opposite. But to see Cole struggle this badly is fucking concerning. It is. I'm concerned. I think everyone's concerned. I think you can hear it in Garrett Cole's voice that he's concerned. 
certainly uh, certainly never had anything like that in my career before. So, um, but it's not something that we can't get through. And yeah, sure, he said he could turn it around. But what if he can't? What if this is Garrett Cole post-sticky stuff? And yes, he did have some good to really good starts last year after the sticky stuff crackdown, but he was no, nowhere near the level of guy that had that unbelievable 2019 season with the Astros, the guy who was fucking awesome last year for the Yankees before the hamstring problems in September. And now when you go back his last nine starts, it's it's a pretty bad picture he's painted here. Inning in two-thirds, two earned runs on Tuesday against Detroit. The five and two-thirds, three earned runs, all product of Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, last week, opening day, four innings, three runs. You go back to the wild card game, two innings, three runs. These are all earned runs, by the way, two innings, three earned runs. Start before that, six innings, five earned runs. Start before that, six innings, three earned runs. Start before that, five and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs. Start before that, five innings, one earned run. So there's a good start. And the start before that, three and two-thirds innings, two earned runs. So in his last nine starts going back to early September last year, he's had one good one. One good one. And he didn't even make it past the fifth inning in that one. One good start in his last nine. He had hamstring problems. That's fine. But he took the fucking ball. He didn't He didn't sit out. He didn't go on the IL. He took the ball. And if you're on the field and you're willing to take the ball, you have to take everything that comes with it. So these you can't put an asterisk here and pretend that these didn't happen because they did. And he was out there and he threw the pitches that have led to this bad nine start sample size. And I don't know that he's going to be the guy who's <laughs> going to win the Cy Young, who it seems like everyone predicted to win the Cy Young. And I just don't know that he's going to do that. I, I don't, I mean, I hope he does. I hope he turns it around because if he doesn't, the Yankees have real big fucking problems here. I hope he can fix it. And yeah, I'm concerned. I think every Yankees fan is concerned. I think everyone within the Yankees is concerned. Well, not everyone. Aaron Boone's not concerned. I'm actually, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm really not. I, th- I think he's, um, I, I really believe he's poised for a big year for us. And uh, know he's going to, you know, carry us for a long stretch. Uh, you know, just hasn't gone his way so far but um i do feel like he's close he's just got to you know get locked in with his rhythm and and he'll take it from there what makes boone think he's gonna he's poised for a big year just based on his name and his track record okay but that hasn't necessarily worked out for boone and predicting big years for other players within the yankees didn't work out with the offense last year hasn't worked out this year and his real answer for cole bouncing back is vague just like all of his answers the stuff's there. The stuff's there that really with every pitch. I wouldn't necessarily say the stuff's there. I don't know how a guy could go out, get beat up by the Red Sox, Blue Jays, can't get out of the second inning against the Tigers, and, and you can say the stuff's been there. Cole basically said the stuff wasn't there. Couldn't put away guys, couldn't dot his fastball, get the double play he needed. There's foul balls, lengthy at-bats, walks. The stuff wasn't there. He just sounds like a fucking idiot saying that because the guy who's actually throwing the baseball was saying he the stuff wasn't there. Couldn't make the pitch when he needed to, he said. Man, I still make good pitches in the second inning, but but you know, I, I just when I needed when I needed to make one, I didn't I, I I didn't make it. So Cole comes off another atrocious start, his worst of the season, which is hard to believe after the opening day one. Uh the five walks were a career high. He's not gonna be good for nine starts. Five walks were a career high for Cole. Not good. Not good. Not good. But Certainly, he's had struggles in his career. 
never like this for, for three straight starts, never had an inning like that, never had a start like that. He's never walked five batters in a start, let alone five before he could get it to, you know, through the second inning. But I believe that I believe that he could turn it around. I believe that he could be that guy because I have to. I have no other choice. As the Yankees fan, if Garrett Cole's this, then we'll have to find something else to do this summer because we won't be watching Yankees baseball because if their ace is no longer their ace and the rest of the guys are health question marks and production question marks, big-time problem when you couple that with an offense that still hasn't showed up. Just because they won the game had nothing to do with the offense. Had everything to do with the bullpen. The bullpen was outstanding, and that's going to be the case pretty much every fucking night because the starters don't give them length. The bullpen's deep. It has to do the job. Clark Schmidt was fucking awesome. Comes in in relief, three in the third innings, two hits, no runs, a walk, six strikeouts. Then they went to Wandy Peralta, one in the third innings, just a walk. Clay Holmes, two-thirds of an innings, a walk and a hit, but no runs. Miguel Castro, a perfect inning. Aroldis Chapman, a perfect ninth. The bullpen's fucking awesome. I'm excited when the bullpen comes in because no matter who comes in, they seem to get the job done. And if they don't get the job done, it's not like they were put in this position, you know, like over the weekend against the Orioles where the margin for error was slim. They're playing one-run games against the Orioles. The offense can't score. The bullpen will do its job seemingly every single time. Every single time. That's how good it is. And they have to because the rotation hasn't given them length at all. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday. Yankees and Tigers again, the early start. Love the early start. <laughs> I thought I'd love the early start. You thought 640, a game will be over by 930. The game ended last night at what, like 1040? So thankfully it didn't start you know, at 7 or 730 because then it would just be even miserable. And like I said, if the Yankees had lost that game, oh, shit, we need a break for watching this team. Um, Luis Severino goes on Wednesday. He's against Eduardo Rodriguez, his first season with the Tigers after uh, being with the Red Sox for so long. So the Yankees have a lot of history with him. They know him well. He knows them well. Um, it won't be what you'd think the Yankees-Tigers typical game would be because, one, the offense doesn't score, and, two, they don't really hit Rodriguez that well. So uh be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. And then, of course, the afternoon game on Thursday to finish the series. But... Uh, that'll do it for today. I'll be back after Wednesday's game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.